All right, you guys ready? Yep. All right. You're listening to the Tomorrow Today podcast with Kyle Kaplanis. Don't FOMO right. out. That's right. the biggest mistake in this space right now with FOMO. And Duke McKenzie. That's just crazy, right? It's like it's insane. like conversations with thought leaders, experts, influencers, culture shapers, discussing all things innovative, groundbreaking creative developments evolving digital markets. The podcast for those who are curious about what is next. Social media, Web3, NFTs, the metaverse, all the things you need to know about to start planning tomorrow's success today. All right, everybody. Welcome to Tomorrow Today. You got myself here. You got Kyle here. And we got a special guest that we're really excited about. We got Jeremy Naring. Let's give Jeremy a big round of applause. Thank you very much for coming here today. <laughs> Jeremy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. How's the day treating you? We're doing all right, Kyle. Yeah. How are you feeling? How are you we're doing, doing great. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on. And I'll kick it off with the first question because I love creators. And what I find fascinating is I love creators that don't fit the stereotypical creator profile, right? On, especially on TikTok, because as we all are spending a lot of time on TikTok, the misconception is it's only a place for kids and teens and all that type of stuff. The videos that you create, the content you create is, is different. And number two, it gets a lot of engagement abuse. So I would love for you to tell the audience about your origin story and how you started and how you got on. January 2nd, 2019. I believe that was the first one. So really it began with the challenge with my daughter. I did different challenges with different people say like me and you would have been push-ups. So I do 15 push-ups when I'm done with my push-ups, I'll text you. Typically, if you hadn't finished your push-ups, you text me back saying that you're done. My daughter's was TikTok. So she would hunt them down and we would create the TikTok together. Got started doing a couple different trends doing a couple different things she sent over was having a blast with it. I owned a Nerf arena at the time, similar like laser tag paintball. With the Nerf, we were going to try to set a Guinness Book of World Record for shooting down solo cups. And all said and done, we ended up getting a hold of Guinness and it was like 10 grand for them to come out. And we did it anyways. There's some local YouTubers that we did that with. We seen a reverse video on TikTok. So we're like, oh, that's cool. And we tried the cups and the first 300,000 views and knew we had something. I've probably gotten more usage out of the cups than anybody's ever used anything when they're pushing <laughs> millions of views, right? It's such a neat process. And I asked before we started recording, I just said, well, how long does this last video here with all the DQ cups and everything take? And I think you said it took about an hour from start to finish, right? Yeah, typically about that hour. And then we came across the blocks. They're like giant Jenga blocks. And instead of using them that way, we, we stack them up like dominoes and I think the first one that really went off was Ross versus Joey's. People want to watch to see who wins. They want to comment on why one won or why one didn't. My sister-in-law and my brother, I think the blocks kind of sparked a thing. So they sent me some marble races out on the sand. And they're like, this might be something good for you. So uh, we came up with the mini little pool balls. Built like this small little course in my house. It just didn't quite feel right. So I went down to my apartment treadmill and through the pool balls on the treadmill and little by little could see that engagement. I was like, okay, there's something here because the engagement's there. People are liking it. The comments are there. The numbers are staying up. Your origin story, you tried a lot of different things and then you developed this new treadmill pool ball racing. And to your surprise, this treadmill pool ball racing really took off for you. And 
but you started going live with it. This is where I noticed you. I was scrolling through my For You page like a lot of people do. And I saw this and what took me by surprise was I ended up watching it for like 30 minutes. And I was like, holy, like, how am I invested? And I was like really rooting for these balls. The reason why it got me excited was that I saw how many people were viewing this type of thing. We think of NASCAR as racing, right? And how many mm -hmm. viewers. But I think at the same time, like your pool ball racing is generating very similar views that a whole production of NASCAR are getting. And so Jeremy, what are your views look like on those live videos? Typically in an hour time frame, we're averaged between 100 to 300,000 views. We've hit a million in two hours. Jeremy, um, I needed to say that again, because that is such a great stat. And I really, I always want people to digest all the big things that are going on. You're getting between a hundred to 200,000 views on people watching your races on average. And it's gone up to a, a million in some cases, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's no, incredible. Right on. Yeah. yeah. And that's within uh, the first few hours, like first two hours, even, right? I just quickly looked up a statistic and NASCAR averages 4.5 million views for a race. And uh, so I like to bring up those numbers because people think NASCAR, they think this giant beast sports entertainment and racing. But yet you're telling me that within the first two hours, you've sometimes generated 1 million views, which is a fourth of all the NASCAR's viewers on some people watching treadmill pool ball racing. To me, that is what really makes me think of how the world is shifting. And if you're getting a fourth of the views, that's something that people should be thinking about and really right. like, yeah, it should be changing their mindset of where entertainment is going and what people are really enjoying watching. Yeah, no, it's been a blast. Jeremy, you mentioned to me before in the past, because we had conversations and you're now looking to expand this into something bigger. Like you're turning this treadmill pool ball racing into an actual business. I see your logo on your hat, the logo mm -hmm. in the background. You've now turned this idea of this funny video style into a full-on business by adding some interesting things like building apps and all kinds of stuff. Talk to me about that. I'll kind of bring this up there and it's inverted there. Really, it's set up where it'll track the racer. It'll track your standings. People should be able to go to my profile, click mm -hmm. and get the app, but then they'll still stay on TikTok and then they can pick the race winners and it's virtual coins that they're getting. So automatically they're going to get 10,000 virtual coins. If they run out of the coins, they can spend like $1.99 and get 10,000 more, or they can go watch a 15 second video and get them that way as well. So I think it really plays in what we've been programmed for. That's exciting. And then where do you see in your big picture as to what, like in, in an ideal world, like where do you see this in the next two or three years? I'm planning on being the next NASCAR. I want every pool ball to have at least one sponsor, if not multiple. I want to have track sponsors. I want to put on different events. Maybe have the Super Bowl over here. We might have the Masters over here. I can go live right now and get 100 to 300,000 views, but I could go tonight and do the same thing the audience it's worldwide with putting on these different events you know tonight's uh true whip thursday where yeah. it's a, a whip topping and their balls the number 12 true whip and you know they're the <laughs> so, so let me sponsor. okay let, let me let me make sure let me break it down because everyone hasn't watched as much as we have in this is education so yeah if you want to compete can i get a ball into one of the treadmill racing or whatever, take the audience through how it works just because they're not as familiar with it as we are. So treadmill, and then there are many little pool balls and there's 16 of them. So mm -hmm. 16 different racers. 
you get them on the track, they all get going, they're dialed in. And then for the disrupt, we drop cups in and then it's the last ball on the track gets the win. Got it. So Got we're it. commentating the whole time. And then when you talk about like you're giving each of those balls personalities and names and mm. building IP around each of the balls, correct? Is that right? Yes and no. So not even me. It's the fans. The number four ball, somebody said Thanos. And Thanos is really purple in a couple of the shots. So the number four is Thanos. Uh, the number five, Spicy Nacho. Um, we dropped a bag of uh, Spicy Nacho Doritos on the track because what we do is on the treadmill pool ball racing channel, between the fourth and the fifth race, we do a bonus race where we drop something other than cups. And typically why we really do it only that time, because most of the time it just takes everybody out in just one swoop. Well, sure enough, the orange five ended up staying on. Mm -hmm. So now he's considered a spicy nacho. So then with the five being orange, the 13 stripe is orange as well. Well, they started calling him mild nacho. What gets me like excited about hearing things like this and some people listening in that might be like marketers, they're like, hey, what's exciting about this to you, Kyle? And what's exciting to me is that just like NASCAR, the cars are sponsored. You got M&Ms, you got Home Depot, TikTok even has their own car. And what's interesting is because of the views that you're racking up, this is actually an opportunity. It, it look, sounds crazy now, but it wouldn't be crazy for, let's say, Doritos to sponsor the number four ball. And there's like big Dorito wins or there's actual stuff presented on screen. And I think that how I see things shifting for the future, I think things like this are going to be a lot more common than traditional sports and entertainment that we see on traditional television because we like fun things. This is interesting. This is different. And it's a way as fans, they get to play a part and naming some of these balls and being a part of it. And I think that's where we're shifting is this new era of technology where we're going is community building, right? And it's all about community. And that's what you've done so well is building this community around this treadmill pool ball racing. It's a testament to it because people are coming back actively. They want to be involved. They want to name these. They want to help you decide what's going to be coming next. And they get a say, they get a vote into what content you're doing versus traditional television. We don't really get a vote. We don't get a say. We, they just create it and hope that we like it. What I find interesting in this and Jeremy and what you're doing is you're sort of like paving the way. And, and what I think the brands need to do and people, just, just people in business need to think about what does it mean to create a media property? Like, what does it mean to create something, right? So people laugh, oh, it's pool ball racing or whatever, but it's getting hundreds of thousands of people watching it and it's getting an audience and it's building a community. And what I like about the power of TikTok and, and these platforms is that it's enabled people to reimagining what a media property is. You're building something up. You're like, why not me? Why can't I create this? And you're getting a lot of traction, which I think is great. You're basically creating a media entity with IP around sport, like these competitions. And that's interesting. This did not exist. And now you're building it and it exists and you're building into a thing where you have the vision. You're like, wait a second. I think I could build a NASCAR type of related product, but using these balls and build a community around that. And you're well on your way. You're getting hundreds of thousands of people watching this. My question to you is, as we switch it up, is as your experience and being an expert, what have you learned and what would you talk to other brands and other people wanting to start different types of media properties on TikTok? Like what lessons have you taken from this? Yeah, I think the biggest is, you just get started and keep putting out stuff. And we talk about A-B testing. And I think a lot of A-B testing, a lot of times tries to happen too much off the camera mm -hmm. when 
you just have so many at bats. So it's one of those where you're going to evolve and you'll see stuff. Right now, what I'm trying to work on is content for treadmill pool ball racing. I think treadmill pool ball racing outside of the box is probably one of the best live things out there. I have some videos that have done great, but for the most part, I know there's still more opportunity to grow where I can get a 15 second video to go off that much more. The nice part about it is I have two different TikToks. I have treadmill pool ball racing, and then I also have the at Jay Naring. At Jay Naring, I continue to try to do mixed treadmill pool ball in with the other content and mm-hmm. just kind of seeing what that different engagement looks like. But perfect. I, but yeah, I think one of the biggest things is, um, you know, a lot of it is like the entertaining. And I think you don't necessarily have to totally reinvent the wheel. And I don't mean you have to jump on the trend, but a lot of times like, well, what am I going to make? I was like, well, go spend a little bit of time on there. I think you're going to see that ideas are going to come up a little easier. When you mean like spending, you're suggesting that they spend time on the app and and then if there's a trend or something that might get ideas for for their content. Is that that what you're saying there, Jeremy? Yeah. No, I I really, I think that, you know, exactly. and as much original as you can, I think there's a mixture. And mm. whatever we're talking about today is probably not going to be what we're talking about tomorrow. <laughs> except for treadmill yeah. pool ball racing. Yeah, <laughs> except for treadmill pool ball racing. <laughs> but I think what you said is the key ingredient, really. Like you said, how many at-bats you can do. But you have to put yourself out there and make content to get those shots to see if one thing takes off. So what I gathered from what you are saying to brands or people in general who want to make content is for one, they need to consume the content and see what people are already creating to get an idea of how to create themselves. And two, to just do it, not waste time and do it. And what I liked how you mentioned is you've created two specific media brands now based off of you just trying things out. So now you have two separate channels that are having success and that could happen with a lot of brands. Maybe They create new content and then they realize, hey, there's an additional product to our business that we had no idea about based off of the community engagement we get. So therefore, we can create this subdivision, the sister company, whatever you want to call them, based off of just making content. Just super cool. Another thing on the live, I think, which is crazy, is it's about 98% new people are watching. A lot of times, I think we talk about whether brands want to go after my audience 98% new people, like you're reaching even more eyeballs. I think that's a big play in the live, whether it's treadmill pool ball racing or just other lives in general. Absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. The funny thing is, is that this all started because you you mentioned you had the, the nerf shop. Is this the play right now? Is this where you're spending most of your time at the moment? Yes. I closed the nerf from COVID. What I do on side is I help a couple of local businesses with their short video content, but otherwise this is the play. I do have a lot of viral stuff. I think the treadmill pool ball is even a tighter community than I've ever had or built this new community and really just give people what they like. I look at the comments, the different suggestions, excited Mm -hmm. about the app outside the box. We're working on our NFTs. Oh, talk to me a little bit about that. And how you're incorporating Web3 and NFTs. Yeah. The game plan here is the utility behind it. So whatever NFT we come up with, basically, if it's purchased, maybe they get 10 Zoom races, whether it's like a team building event, a Christmas party or whatever, where we're doing treadmill pool ball racing. They're all sitting around a desk or their house or whatever and picking the race winners. We go a step further and say we bring in 
liquid death, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> For instance, they come on board. Maybe they give that person a year supply of liquid death, right? Mm-hmm. Now on the outside of the box, I usually say Michael Jordan because typically anybody who knows Michael Jordan will say he comes in on the NFT. So now you have the influencer that's hanging out as well. So he's in on the Zoom meeting, watching the race, picking the racers. Everybody's drinking liquid death. They got 10 races. So now for a meetup for the influencer, they don't necessarily have to go whole bunch of crowd. They can spend an hour here and then go on with their craziness, everything else that they got going on. The game plan. And then one of the cool parts is these are some of my cups mm-hmm. and we've smashed them. Mm-hmm. And then we cut the plastic cup and now it, we've formed the go. Right. Uh, holding the pool <laughs> off. <laughs> I love it. I love it. On the podcast, we're trying to bring people on and everything to talk about. Tomorrow is happening today. All of these things are happening today. Because everyone's talking a lot about NFTs and stuff, NFTs have been coming up a lot. And people think, oh, NFTs. And when you do a search, the first story you hear is, what's his name? Beeple and someone selling something for $69 million and it's a piece of art. Mm -hmm. Where the big thing about NFTs and why we talk about it a lot and advocate is that this stuff on the blockchain is going to be part of every business and everyone's life. And what I like about what you're doing is in a practical way, putting that in and you you talked about the utility of how the utility of the NFT, of the community that you're bringing, how that is going to play in and help build your brand and your IP. It has very practical appeal. I was going to say the exact same thing is like, Jeremy, just by you getting on the app and having fun with your daughter has now led to you creating a whole media property that is going to be using the new technology of today to be able to bring and build more community around it. A pool ball racing type event has now led to new IP abilities, new community things that yeah, people can purchase. And I think you're so smart for thinking about that today because that's like tomorrow basically like yeah that's that's coming. tomorrow that, that's that's tomorrow today is happening tomorrow tomorrow today exactly that's great everyone listening brands and, and people in the business world of how you can just turn your interesting ideas and, and everything into a media property the world is changing and i think that you're embracing the fact that the world has changed so quickly right and i find that great and i wanted to thank you for coming on today is there any shout outs you want to do where can we find you what's your channels and what, what are the shout outs yeah. So at Jane Erring, we're at 1.9 million. We're causing trouble, having fun. That's where you're going to see a variety of stuff. You cruise over to at Treadmill Pool Ball Racing, the app we should have hopefully up within the next couple of weeks. And that's where people will be able to pick their winners and take part. I guess I give my kids a shout out. My son, my daughter, my son has a Fortnite channel. It's almost 400,000 followers. My daughter makes more TikToks than nobody, but she doesn't upload them. But I love it. Right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Jeremy, you know what, man? I'm going to give you a double clap. You got to clap at the beginning. You're going to clap at the end. Congratulations to all your success. Thanks for sharing your story. Jeremy's story is really, really, really important because again, it shows how you have to come up with different ways to develop IP, different ways to communicate your brand, leveraging new technologies, new social media, and adopting parts of Web3. I think that's great. Jeremy, thank you very much for coming on and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for listening to the Tomorrow Today podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow us on social media at Project Z Talent. That's P-R-J-T-Z Talent. And stay tuned next week for more of the Tomorrow Today podcast. Because shaping your tomorrow starts today.